welcome back to another episode of Follow Your Spirit. We are, what, almost 24 hours away at the time of this recording from the Washington Spirit hosting the Chicago Red Stars in the semifinals. No player interviews this week because it's been a busy week for the Spirit with this, the season ticket holder events, the Team USA awards, game preparation, obviously. Uh, but we will, I, we still have this podcast. We'll have uh, an episode coming out. And I'm delighted to have two wonderful guests on my right, all the way from Brockport University, well, I suppose coming down from Brockport University, so that way she can uh, attend the game. Jordan Small, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Of course. And on my virtual left, uh, someone who is usually on my physical left as we talk often at the media table at the Plex, from Backline Soccer, Monica Essenwein. Hey, Hello. guys. You sound, you, you could not sound more uh, just <laughs> indifferent about being, are you like, hey, I mean, it's cool to be here. Like, I didn't have anything else going on, so, like, why not? But <laughs> It is so rainy that, like, literally, yes. the, I moved last week into my condo, and two times last week I was in bed by 6 o'clock in the evening. And I'm like, I am 30 years old. This is not okay. The the evening is, is tough. It's the morning that's really getting to me right now. I cannot – I usually get up sometime between 5.30 and 6.30, and it used to be that at that time the sun was slowly coming up, and so it would be sort of encouraging. Now it's like you got to force yourself to get up in the dark because the sun's not coming around for a little while still. Exactly. It's rough. Um, last night I, had the oppor- I got a chance to uh, talk with Allie Krieger again um, at the uh, Team USA Awards, and I just want to say that – that young lady is one of the mo- one is such a pleasure to talk with every oh, yeah. time I get an opportunity, whether it was pre like media day at the beginning of the season, post game interviews, and then last night in a completely different setting from soccer, she was still very Allie Krieger. You know, she was ex- right. exactly what you expect out of her, uh, full of energy. So um, that was cool. The first thing I want to talk to both of you about now, Jordan, you get the NWSL media emails, correct? I don't. You don't? That's right, because you're, you're media on Washington and not NW. We're going to change that next year. There's more, fu- <laughs> there's more follow your spirit, future stuff. Um, okay, we can still roll. So, so did you see the nominations for the NWSL awards? Yes, the final. Okay. Yeah, yeah. so the, the final, the, like the official nominations. Yes. Um, I want to talk about um, – about them. First, uh, Coach Cabrera is the only spirit, now correct me if I'm wrong, I've looked at this like a, like a dozen times, but from what I can tell, is the only spirit that's up for an award. Correct. Do, is that... That's I in, it should be incorrect, but it is correct. Yeah, so when you say should be incorrect, do you think, are, are you, is that alluding to that a... Another player got stiffed, or do you think Coach Gabera maybe was on the bubble for Coach of the Year? Um, or both? Uh, well, I I get the NWSL media. Right. Um, so I it, right? actually, yes, so I actually put yeah. people up for nomination. Um, here's my issue. Julie Johnston didn't really play a whole lot this season, should not be on the list. For a finalist, Becky Sauerbrunn also let's, did let's not start, play most. Let's of the start season. with, let's start with, Coach of the Year. 
Um, I we'll, don't we'll get, think. We'll get to the response, but do you I, think the Coach Cabrera rightfully there, or do you think success of the team got him there? Um, I don't have an issue I mean, I with him how, there. I guess. Um, I have more of an issue with who's not listed as opposed to who is. I, I had, don't have an issue with him or Parsons being listed. Um, I think yeah. they did really great jobs with their teams this year. Um, but I think there's a, a few other coaches who are maybe more uh, deserving. Yeah. I think that it made sense. Like when I saw uh, Jim Gabera, Mark, uh, Mark Parsons, Paul Riley, it made sense. Um, I, of course, voted for, for Jim Gabera. Um, well, yeah, me too. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Jordan, do, do any, of those, any of those three names surprise you for Coach of the Year? I don't think they surprise me just because I feel like that's one of the awards that if your team does well, people are like, oh, yep. you did a good job coaching. But um, right. I think that there are a couple coaches on there that I think did – a good job this year coaching and that gets overlooked by how their how their season went statistically. Who do you think is the best example uh, of that? I mean I would say Holly up at Sky Blue. That would be sure. who I think he like even just talking to him when I was up at Sky Blue, he seemed like he really had a good year coaching wise and I don't think that necessarily showed up on the standings, but I think he did a good job with what he had. Yeah, I agree. Going back, going down, um, we're not going to go category for category, uh, but both of you have seen the list. Jordan, we'll start with you on this one, uh, just so Monica has to wait just a little bit longer for her rant. Um, That's okay. That's perfectly fine. We'll start with you on this. Do you think that there's a category where you expected a spirit player to show up? Do you think a spirit player got stiffed in any of the categories? Um, I don't really – not personally. I don't think that there's um, a specific person that stands out in my mind that should have been on here. Um, maybe if Benini wasn't hurt the last few weeks of the season, I could see her getting a getting a run at MVP maybe. But I don't see – anybody really on here that uh, or any spot that I could point somebody out that should be on there. Yeah. Monica, what do you think? Um, I definitely agree Benini should be on there. Um, but my problem is there's a lot, again, a lot of national teamers on there, nope. which is fine. The, the U.S. national teamers, but like Becky Sauerbrunn did not have a good season and you can't tell me she had a better one than Allie Krieger. Yeah. Um, Julie Johnston was not the best defender on the Chicago Red Stars, let alone in the league this season. She should not be on there. Casey Short should definitely be on there. They got it right with Aaron Gilliland, but that's like the only one I agree with in that category. Um, I mean, you could make the argument for Diana Matheson to be on the list. Um, yeah. You know, between she and Benini and even JoJo, they carried the team for a while. Um so, I mean, there's a few players that, yeah, I think should be on there. But overall, there's a lot of players that aren't on the list that I'm looking at this list going, what league were you all watching? Or did you just pick the players you liked? Because that's what it felt like. Yeah. Because Nicole so, Barnhart got shafted. Yeah. Yeah. So this in in – so this was my this is my first year as media. It was my first time ever selecting any of these names for anything. 
Um, of course, I went into it like knowing as I obviously voted for a spirit player in every category. It was the right spirit player for every category. Right. Uh, and but I forced myself to like I chose the one that I knew like I think you know um, uh, you know like you know I think that Benini you know for um, uh, uh, for MVP or something like that. And then I would look at the rest of the list and be like, what do I know about the NWSL and who can I objectively say should be nominated from the other teams? Force myself out of being a homer. And then I read the goalkeeper. Uh, nominations, and I realized I should have been a bigger homer than I was. I did vote for a spirit player, but you cannot tell me that Ashlyn Harris, outside of who she is as a name and, and figure in the NWSL, is the, is one of the top three goalkeepers of the season. That that whole category. No way. Because well, and the thing is, like she she had a good season. And the reason she's in there is because her defense was so bad that yeah. she had to play over the top. And that's why she's in there. I really don't have a problem with Alyssa Nair being in there. But the fact that Nicole Barnhart is not listed is absolutely unacceptable. Can I – so I'm only going to – so I, I agree there. I'm going to make my case – Solely from a spear perspective, I'm not saying that Kelsey Weiss should be one of the top three, but if we're just looking at Kelsey Weiss as an example of why Ashlyn Harris should not be in that category, I think we can make bigger arguments for anybody else. Ashlyn Harris, the only thing that she has over either of these spear goalkeepers is she played 15 games, um, which is some, it, uh, neither the other two, uh, what Kelsey has through, I should have written that down. Well, 14? 13? 12. 12. She has 12. So these, so this is the stats as of right now. I'm pretty sure that we even submitted this before. Uh, Monica, correct me if I'm wrong. I think we submitted our nominations before the last set of games played. Is that right? It, it had to be in by Monday, I believe. It had to be in by Monday. Okay, so maybe people did see the last set of games. Anyway, so she played 15 still. games. It's the one thing she has on either spirit goalkeeper. She allowed... 20 goals, Kelsey Weiss allowed 14. Right. She had 82 um, – I'm sorry, she had 62 saves. Kelsey Weiss had 75. Ashlyn Harris's save percentage, 76%. Kelsey Weiss, after dropping three to Chicago, still 81%. You cannot tell me objectively that – Ashlyn Harris, and then let's get into Stephanie LeBay's clean sheets, her awesome, or her 80% safe percentage. You cannot tell me that Ashlyn Harris is objectively one of the top three goalkeepers uh, of the year. You can say, yeah, she had to do all of that with a, back, a bad back line, but I don't think you should take away a goalkeeper's performance because their, their back line was a little better. You can still look at the actual goalkeeper's activity and still say that I don't think Ashton Harris should have been in this set of nominations. Right. I mean, I would agree with her maybe because of that going for an MVP, being like she, her team needed yeah. her the most, and that's pretty much yeah. what an MVP is. Because if Orlando didn't have Ashlyn Harris, there's no way they won as many games as they did, period. Um, she saved them and kept them in games they had no business being in. Um, but, yeah, no, I agree. She, um, she, I don't think she was better than either one of our keepers at the Spirit. Um, I, I don't think, but at the same time, like, I felt like 
this was something that's like the save of the week and the goal of the week with the NWSL. Like she was going to be on the list because yeah. her fangirls put her there. Yep, absolutely. And like, don't get me wrong. I love Ashlyn. I think she's a great keeper. She, I loved her when she was with the Spirit. I, I love her on the national team. I have no ill will towards Ashlyn Harris whatsoever. But the stats are the stats. Yep. And um, Jordan, I'll let you go up okay. to this this point. Um, I've been following sports for a very long time, all sports, and I think that I think you don't need to be considered the best in your position to be, to be considered the most valuable player. So I think this I think it's the one thing that we kind of miss in sports awards is you don't need to win best quarterback, best goalkeeper, best second baseman, whatever, to then become your team's or the league's MVP. Um, because you can objectively look at one and the other in different ways. Jordan, your thoughts? Um, question: Is this are the finalists just based off of media votes, or did the fan voting have a play in this? So, so this is, and that's a really great point. I thought that the media was nominating, and then that the fans got the votes. That's what I thought. Am I, am I wrong there, Monica? Um, I'm not sure. Uh, to be completely honest with you, I. Um I nominated, and then I got the email to vote. Um, So I'm not sure who all got the emails and how they put it out, if it was fan voting after the media nominated. Because, like, I was Um, seeing things on Twitter that were, like, you could hashtag the award, and I didn't know if that had a play in how the votes were um, casted for to make up the finalist list because if it does that completely explains why. That does completely. That, that's a great right. point. That does. Um, you get so many people that forget about the the Canadians, the people that aren't on national teams. I mean, you can make a an argument for Haley Kottmeyer as well. I mean, look at what she did up in Seattle. I mean, again, Barney had a great year in Kansas City, but it gets overlooked because of the record. Like, there's just so many things that people don't look at because of somebody's name. Yeah, I I know right now, if you go to to the NWSL's website, you can vote now on the nominations that we're talking about, the the set of three for each. um, um, For each, of course, MVP has five. Um, But... I don't. I I really hope that there was a little bit more of informed nominating. Um, not to say that any that just because we're in media we're more informed, but I think we're more aware and can and are, I think we feel obligated to make an objective uh, nomination, even if there even if we lean towards the home side a little bit. I wasn't putting up, uh, you know, I wasn't putting up. Um, you know, any random spirit player up just because I wanted as many spirit players in there as possible, I still thought I need to put up a spirit player that I think it, I can make an argument for of why right. they should be here. Right. Uh, okay, enough venting about that. That's that's the only uh, – that was actually the only one that I thought that that if, you know, I'm not saying that Kelsey Weiss or LeBay, you know, should be or are, are – hands down, clear cut in the top three. But when I saw Ashlyn Harris, I wondered, well, where's our, where's our players? Like, you know, if she's there, where's it, where's they, where are they? Um, I did, I did vote for Joanna Loman for MVP. That probably doesn't surprise anybody, (laughs) but you can make a strong argument as with her performance that 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, that's like I voted for Krieger. I don't think anyone's surprised by that, but Allie had one of her best seasons. Yes. So the other, so the nomin, the other voting that we get to do is for best uh, eleven. Um, just r- pick a pick a player position. Where do you think a spirit play, any spirit player has the strongest argument for being in the best eleven for their position, Monica? Um, honestly, I think it would either probably be um, Benini or Matheson, and then possibly Krieger. Um, simply because they, they played the majority of the games, they were in basically the same position and they all three had some of the best seasons they've ever had. And without any one of them, the spirit's not in the position they're in at the moment. Um, I could make the case also for Joanna Lohman. Yeah. Jordan. Um, definitely Benini. I think she had one of the best seasons of any forward in the league. Um, Got to go with Joe. I think that – I don't think you could find a defensive midfielder or whatever she specifically plays that had a better season, not necessarily production-wise, but just overall helpfulness to their team. Yeah. I think that uh, I agree with all that. I want to reiterate the Joanna Loman uh, one. Uh, one, because we all know I'm a Joanna Loman homer. And I think that anybody who actually watches her play and watches how involved she tries to be, at least, and how involved she is in, you know, obviously she's a midfielder, and that's, that's sort of um, how that works. But she it, she is quick to back up on defense. She tries to be right up there in offense, and that's shown with the amount of goals she's had, uh, the amount of touches. I mean, even if she's had – even if she could convert half of the opportunities that she missed – um, right. When she was in the box, like not even like Nairn territory misses. I mean, like when she's been in the box, foot on the ball, um, if she even has half of those, you know, she's the, the team's t- uh, lead scorer. So, Possibly um, I think league lead, leader yeah, if she makes converts absolutely. like half of those. It's amazing how many times she has been within like six, seven yards of the, of the, the goal, gets a body part on the ball and just can't get it to go in. No. Uh, or Joe. Um, one of my favorite discussions I like having going into going into the last game, and now it's a bigger discussion I think going into this game. Going into the Chicago game, I talked to a couple people, and I could have sworn that Stephanie, or I believe that Stephanie LeBay was going to start for the for the Spirit because that that Coach Cabrera wanted her to ultimately start in the playoffs and was going to give her a game to sort of get back into routine. She starts Weiss. Weiss concedes three against the team we're about to play in the playoffs. If you are Jim Gabera, do you go with what ha- go with the team has been using so far, or do you go back to your five clean sheet goalkeeper in Stephanie LeBay? Jordan, um, I think that it's that he should go back to LeBay, but I'm not sure if he will. I also think that it is a lot to do with getting center backs in there more than changing the goalkeeper because I mean she maybe could have saved one of those but it was a lot of just defensive breakdowns yeah Monica 
I think you revert back to your starting five at the beginning of the season. You yep. had six shutouts together. I think yep. if you if you because a lot of people, um, you like you can look at the keeper numbers as we said earlier, but a lot of um, and actually and I don't know if you've had this conversation with um, Ali Krieger, but I did, and she said, you know, we don't think we're a back four, we're a back five. The back five works as a unit, and any successful team has their back five working as a unit. Your four and your keeper. The back five from the beginning of the season was one of the best back fives in the league. You've got two great center backs in Oyster and Shalina, and Shalina and LeBay work great together uh, with the Canadians and here. And then um, Alyssa Kleiner and Allie Krieger, like there was, you know, and Kleiner we've seen recently push up, which is great. She's versatile, but like that back five had such a great chemistry and such a great record and they worked really really well with the midfield and because Kleiner and Krieger can get up but are smart enough to know when to stay back it just worked really well and that's not a knock on anybody else on the team but why you're not converting back to the five that got you the most um is kind of mind-boggling for me so what if and this may be giving coach Kubera a little too much credit but uh, I am one to do that, so I will. What if he has been refusing to play his playoff back five so that way teams had less of a sample size to go off of, and now he's going to put in a lineup that the NWSL has not seen since before the Olympics? And I'm not saying that Chicago's front line needs to prepare really any differently, but could there could there be – an aspect to this where he is introducing a starting 11 that we haven't seen in two months to sort of catch Chicago off guard. Is that possible? Either of you can jump in on that. Um, yeah, I could see him doing a little bit of gamesmanship, um, which isn't a, a huge problem. But um, at the same time, like it's a problem. Like You need to be able to have the, the team, you know, the players jump back in and – um, get their chemistry back with each other. Um, I, I don't know why all of a sudden he's not playing Megan Oyster like at all. I know she had a couple of bad games. Um, but mind you, she's also played most of the season with two international superstars on either side of her. So when you put in some people who aren't that caliber and or who aren't um, who she's not used to playing to, it takes a game or two to get to get adjusted. And again, you know, our, our roster is so deep and the players are all so talented and, and we do have one of the best rosters down the line um, in the league. But yeah. at the same time, I get with the don't, if it's not broke, don't fix it. But we lost the last two games and going into the playoffs, the one thing you want is momentum. We don't have it. Chicago does. And Chicago very yeah. much does with the front two of Stephanie McCaffrey and Kristen Press. And I love Whitney Church, but she's not as fast as Megan Oyster. And you need that speed up front and on our back line. Yep, that is exactly right. And I think what what Megan Oyster was able to do um, 
even regardless of who was in goalkeeper is because of her speed and being able to keep up with these fast forwards she the you know the forwards had to take a little bit more time to to get their spot in location giving the goalkeeper just that much more time to get themselves in location and i think that that is where when you want to look at the goals that Kelsey Weiss has conceded i think that's where it's unfair to pin those necessarily against her is in those in those situations, she's having this even a split second less time uh, to respond to the the attack um, from the opposition because her defenders can't keep up. Is that Jordan? What do you think of that? That analysis? yeah, I mean, you're smarter than I am at this I, stuff. I, tell, me, I, tell me if I got it right. I think you look at last week's game and our, our center backs were just getting not even just our center backs, but three of our four defenders were just getting twisted and. They, I mean, Kristen Press was putting on a, a foot skills clinic because she was getting them down into the box and she just was having her way with them. I mean, we're a deep team, but at the end of the day, we have to start playing consistent lineups. And um, I think that that is something that has been lacking over the past couple weeks and it, it might turn out to be something that hurts us. Yeah. Monica, have, did you, I didn't see a injury report going into this weekend, did you? I have not yet. I haven't um, checked my email uh, today to see whether or not Zardowski, uh was actually available, um, which, yeah. is, which is huge for us because, you know, she is international player. She is one of the, the better center backs in the league, and she was part of our original starting five. And Shalina brings more than just game experience. She brings the the soccer knowledge. And a lot of people um, don't realize that, okay, you're a center back, but what you do is, like, run the back line, and you're in constant communication because the outside backs um, can run up, and they're they're pretty much, you know, run up, come back, but your center backs have to stay pretty much home and protect the keeper and help the keeper out. So when you have someone who's used to playing with a LeBay and they're that comfortable with each other, it's huge. And when those pieces are missing, yes, we're talented, yes, we're deep, and yes, everyone trusts everyone, but there's uh, a different understanding, and sometimes there can be a miscommunication, whereas maybe there wasn't before. And so whether or not Shalina can go is huge for us um, in aspects that I don't think people really realize or understand. Considering what we've seen all season from the spirit, from Coach Cabrera's um, game plan, his line of decisions, uh, to what we saw in Chicago from the spirit from Chicago, which front three do you think Coach Cabrera should start? Monica? Um, definitely, um, Matheson and, um, uh, Crystal Dunn, uh, on the outside. Uh, I would go with Stangle at this point because she has the experience and she, you know, won, uh, she won the league last year with, uh, in Germany, uh, in the Bundesliga. Yeah. So the Frau Bundesliga. So, you know, she has the experience and yeah, she's a little bit slower, but her feet, are technically one of the most sound pair of feet I've seen in football in a long time. And um, I think if you put the speed of Matheson and Dunn on either side of her, 
um, there we we could make some runs. Um, so yeah, I think those should be the front three. Jordan, you have any qualms with that? Uh, no, I mean, well, Benini technically is healthy now and is back. I still don't think she's probably a hundred percent, and mm-hmm. I would take. Uh, Stengel at 100% over Benini at 80%. Yeah. Assuming that this is a close game um, in that neither – that I don't think that the Spirit can will go up like two, three goals, right? right. I don't think that that's going to happen. Right. So assuming it's a close game and that we're maybe tied at the half, I obviously coach, the substitutions are going to be to score goals, and I think that you save – Benini's explosiveness with uh, speed, and then you have Ordega's shot accuracy. You have a lot you can do. I mean, I just named four people that we didn't think are, or we didn't name to be starting, and those are all dangers. And there's one thing that the Spirit have done very well throughout the entire season is outpace their opponents in the last 20 minutes. Right. And I think that you, if you save the speed for substitutions and including Benini, that Dunn, St- um, Stengel, Matheson all obviously can score at any time uh, as your starters. And then as you begin to substitute in, not only do you have speed, but you have speed that are probably going up against an opponent that is less conditioned um, than your team. So I think I agree with that starting three, and I think that uh, I'm starting to get excited because I'm starting to think I'm starting to see a spirit win, but I don't want to jinx anything. Does losing the shield – motivates or discourage? How did you feel about that, Jordan? Well, I mean, I was a little disappointed that we didn't get it just because it was in our grasp for so long. But it, I do kind of – I'm very superstitious when it comes to sports. So the <laughs> fact that the past two – or the, the Shield winners have never won the championship, I was like, eh, it's not that big a deal. <laughs> <laughs> Monica? Um, yeah, I mean, as a player, you, you want to win every trophy you possibly can. Um, and I talked to some of the players, and they wanted the shield. And, and I think I put on Twitter, like, did I want the shield? Absolutely, I wanted the shield. It's another trophy. And, like, yeah, you want to collect all the trophies you can. But I will trade the shield for the NWSL trophy. Um so, yeah, it's kind of a bummer that we didn't get it because once you clinched the playoffs, it was like, okay, well, what's the next step? We'll take the shield. You know, get your home field advantage, clinch the playoffs, then go for the shield, then go for the main trophy. Um, so it was a bummer. Um, but at the same time, Jordan, I agree. No NWSL team who has won the shield has won the final prize, and I will take the final prize and a parade around the Plex and possibly a picture with the final (laughs) guys, um, like they do in hockey, um, like I didn't get to do with my Penguins this year or with my Cavs, Um, I will gladly take that here at the Plex um, as opposed to just having a picture with the Shield. I, my tickets, my, my, um, my airfare to Houston is booked. I'm, I'm ready. I, Going into the Chicago game, I was like, I knew, I felt disappointment coming. But then I realized that, I remember way back to the beginning of the season, and Monica, I'm sure you've heard these same sentiments coming from Allie throughout the year. Allie Krieger, amazingly, anytime an Olympic question was brought up, 
um, at the Spirit Media Day was like, yeah, when we're play- when we're when we're in Rio, we'll 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 play soccer there. But right now, we're focusing on bringing championship back to Wash or to Washington. Right. And the the amount of like you could just tell that she like there was determination there. Like this is the priority that they were going to go off and and do what they had to do in Rio, but. Outside of that, the priority was the Washington Spirit, and that they 100% almost. It almost seemed like they cared more about getting a championship to Washington than they did about getting gold medals. Uh, that may be a stretch, but that was the, that was the amount of determination that was in her voice when she spoke about it. Um, if you, if I, what's the right question here? Would you say you're optimistic about tomorrow night? Um, I am. If for okay. no other reason that we have four Penn State girls who, which I love growing up with a Penn State campus in my hometown. I love my Penn State girls. But, um, and what I just realized today is that all four of them are also hometown girls. Whitney Church is from Ashburn, yeah. Virginia. Allie Krieger, clearly, we all know, is from Dumfries, Virginia. Um, uh, Christy Nairn is from Annapolis, Maryland, and as you know, uh, Joanna Loman is from Silver Springs, Maryland. These girls, and I, I spoke with uh, Joe on Tuesday, and I asked her this question, uh, you know, about playing the first franchise semifinal home game. And she said, I have dreamt of this moment my entire life to play this mm. magnitude of a game in front of my friends and family. Yeah, they want to get to that final. Yes, the last two years of losing in the semifinal stings. But they want this so bad at home, in front of their friends and family. This is literally what being an athlete, one of the dreams is. You want to win it in front of your home crowd, in front of your friends and family. You want that moment at the end of the game. You get to look up and see your friends and family and, you know, look at them and go, we did it. And I think there's that little bit of extra. The spirit has played well all year at home. Um, so I think that's just a little bit of added, we need to do this. Um, and you couldn't ask for four better people to step up. Um, and they've all stepped up all year. Like I had a question asked if at some point during the season, Christine Nairn should have been benched. And I damn near laughed, um, right off of our webcast because I was like, no, just because she wasn't scoring doesn't mean she wasn't being active. Um, and doesn't mean she wasn't important. So I think they're going to put this team on their back. And they're going to carry it all the way to Houston. And um, I, for one, am probably not going to sleep much tonight because I am a sucker for a game day. (laughs) And for a game day of this magnitude, knowing that I get to go witness the first home game in franchise history in a semifinal and possibly witness history again for the franchise, I'm as probably giddy as they are. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Um, Jordan, probably the probably the, the the question I was actually trying to ask Monica, do we think that even at home, do we think the spirit are the favorites or the underdog? Or do you think it's dead even? Oh no, I think the Plex is is a fortress and I saw the I think a stat from uh the NWSL earlier this week that they've given up five goals all season at home. I mean that that's incredible. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, that's wow. <laughs> so I, I don't know how you could be a team coming into the Plex as the visitors and be like, "Oh yeah, we got this." Like this, yeah. we're clearly the favorites in this. I, I don't. I don't think there's a team in the league that really thinks that 
they could come into the Plex as favorites or even or even uh, be like a neutral be a neutral game. I think that any time the Spirit are playing at the Plex, I think they should be favored. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, if anybody is of that uh, industry or culture, I think that the Spirit would be a half point uh, favorite at home, making them uh, a favorite. I think on a neutral turf, I think this is a, a dead even game. Uh, but I think the Plex definitely gives them that uh, that advantage. I hope, Monica, Jordan, you can join me, that when the Spirit win against Chicago, I'm tearing off my media badge because I don't need anybody to know that I'm media when I do this, and I am running amok, cheering my ass <laughs> off, excited for the Spirit. Um, I'm sure I'll get a warning letter from Emma over at the Spirit after, uh, when that's done, uh, but I don't think I'll be the only one, which is what makes me feel good about it. I... Kristen Press uh, is probably one of is probably my favorite player outside of the Washington Spirit, and let me tell you, I will be so disappointed if my first time talking to her will be her crushing my spirit. Uh, no, pen, no pun intended there, or maybe pun intended, depending on who you are. All right, let's wrap this up. Um, Saturday morning, Washington Post reports the scores from the night before. What's everybody reading, Monica? Um, I'm going 2-1 to the Spirit. Uh, I just don't think it's going to be a clean sheet um, for either team, but I think we pull it out 2-1. Who scores those goals for the Spirit? Um, for the Spirit, uh, I, I, I want to say Crystal Dunn. Um, and uh, I'll go with JoJo. Joe and Dunner. I like that. Jordan. Uh, not to copy you, but I do think it'll be two to one spirit. Um, I will go with different goal scorers, um, Nairn and Stangle. Okay, I like that. Um, I'm. I, I want to say two one as well, right? That's that's a really easy score to give. Um, I mean, is this such a will? Would either team, or is there is there a chance that both teams default in the play to not lose going into the latter part of the game to where we see this go to PK? I, sure I think it's not. a possibility, but God, I hope not. Yeah, <laughs> not um, have to be a so over penalties. <laughs> yeah. I'm in in the two one scenario just because I don't feel like being uh, I can't say three one I don't I obviously can't be a draw and I and I I think that the um, the spirit definitely have the edge um, and I I'm going with a Loman and then I'm going with a Benini in the, in the late I think Loman gets an early a goal in the first round Press gets one uh, in the first round in the first half Press gets one in the first half we go in the half one one. And then Benini is first or second substitute, and she puts on a uh, a great display and gives us our second and difference goal. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I like it. I'm not mad about it. Yeah, yeah. When it starts happening, that I'm just that was a guess. Don't I don't have secret powers. <laughs> That's um, okay. We'll be next to each other. I won't hold it against you. But I, <laughs> I might if we if we win tomorrow, I might tackle a, a former Marine. It might happen. <laughs> The army crap <laughs> might tackle a former marine. It might happen. <laughs> That's fine. I'll be I'll be cheering so loud I won't notice what's going on. We're just dogpile on Kevin if we if Spirit wins. Um, 
Monica, thank you so much for, for joining us. It's nice to, to bring uh, new, uh, different perspectives onto the, uh, onto the show, and I know that you're a Washington homer, so that really fits the follow your spirit culture. We really appreciate <laughs> you joining us. Absolutely. It's great having me. Jordan, it, uh, you haven't given me a solid yes or no. I hope that it happens uh, sometime, but uh, we hope to have you uh, not only again this season, but following up uh, next season. You will be at the game. You will be in the media scrum. I'd also like to have you uh, live tweeting, if that's something that you're interested yes in. Yes to everything. Yeah. yeah to everything. <laughs> Perfect. There you go. Now I can't back yeah. out of it. It's official on here. Yeah, there. It, well, that's why I asked you. I was like, if she says yes here, I can hold it against her. Uh, thank you, of course, for your insight as well. And uh, I, I will see you both at the Plex tomorrow yep. night. Have a good week.